Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is a beautiful, chilly, and somewhat windy uh, Wednesday afternoon. Hey, you just heard in the in the forecast from um, from Peyton Malone that, uh, that there might be frost on the North Shore. I, I think I think especially north of, of I twelve, but in the city we're okay. And then uh, warming up a little bit by the weekend. Uh, this is a time of year when we do get some really great weather, and I am loving this. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad to be back with you. Ian Hoke is uh, our senior producer back in the uh, control studio. Uh, I, I, you had a, a tough doctor's appointment today. Yeah, man. I keep. I mean, it's not that. That made it sound kind of scary. Like, oh, I got a. Like, well, I have a major medical very, problem. Very, um, very uh, inconvenient. I have a complex issue involving my eyesight that, I don't know, i got to keep going to the eye doctor every couple of weeks, five weeks, and it just tends mm-hmm. to take a damn long time. I mean, I got there about quarter to ten this morning and left at, you know, one thirty. <laughs> but, you know, wow. it's what you got to do. Yeah. I'm, you right. know. How many fingers am I holding up? That is so rude. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a week I or so, know, and that's the first thing you want to drop on me. Okay, listen. Scoot on the air. I know. Listen, hey, come. Here. Look, I got a little gift for you. Have you? It's it's the traditional gift that oh. I get. Oh, um, good. When, when I go to Denver. Okay. So come on in here and get. All right. All right. All right. You all know what I got him. Ian enjoys alcohol. He enjoys good alcohol. There is this whiskey called Westward Whiskey. And uh, they they sell it in, in it's, it's well it's from from Denver from from Colorado, and it's really uh, it, I mean it's incredible stuff. Um, they, it's almost like they make this whiskey with the same kind of of uh, uh, of care that they they age and make scotch with, and, and a couple of a couple of different um, couple of different. Um, flavors out there and i just i know ian enjoys it so I, it's it's not cheap but uh anyway i know ian enjoys it so i i feel like i need to to get him one every time i, I, I come back i am very very grateful thank you so much you know i'm gonna put it to good use i know you will Especially, i know you will you know with a with, with a nip in the air yes. like we got today you know i need something to warm up my warm up my veins a little bit that's right. Hey, you know, listen, I, I was really blessed with some really nice flights, and there were kids on these flights, and the, the kids behaved, and there were, I mean, you know, because so, so often, you know, you fly, and, and there, there are problems, but there, there were no problems on the flights, and it was just so nice. But the one thing that I, I, I really don't understand is why they can't make the microphone that the pilot uses a little better. Because, you know, at some point during the flight, you hear the ding. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, from kind of so-and-so from the front deck, from the flight deck. Right. And I, I never can hear what they're saying. I mean, it's like this, basically this is, I mean, th- this is a sophisticated plane, 
and and the, the the flight attendants you can hear them fine, but when the when the captain comes on, it's from the flight deck. What did he just say? Honey, what's he saying? What are we? What? What? Nope. There's there's 300 <laughs> people on this plane and nobody understood that. I know exactly. It's just so strange. It's like I don't know what he just said. I hope everything's okay. Yeah. It's almost like somebody's you know, commandeered the cockpit and they're not even speaking English. He could he could tell us to be bailing out of the plane right now before we crash and nobody hey, would know it. I noticed something in the in, in the the laboratory uh, that I hadn't noticed before, and maybe it's been there before and I just never noticed it. Go on. But right next to the uh, the ashtray. Yeah, there's still an ashtray. You know, I I hope the cockpit has been updated a little more than the lavatory because there's still there, there's still an ashtray in the lavatory door. Yeah, right yeah. next to that though, there was um oh what's the I took a picture of it. There was a a, a sign that let's see there was a sign that said uh, if you feel like you are um, uh, traveling, uh, forced to travel, or if you're in a situation where you don't oh. feel like you should be in that situation, yeah. here's here's what it says. It says, uh, your safety is our priority. If you are being forced to travel against your will, help is available. Notify a flight attendant or contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline, and it gives the number. Now, of course, you know you're not supposed to use the phone on the plane. Right. When you're when you're traveling. So uh, I guess you have to wait till you till, till you land, but but they also tell you to tell a flight attendant. And I thought that was uh, that was really cool because you know that that was if somebody's being sex trafficked, that would be the only time that they'd be alone is if they if they went, in to the the, restroom. went to the bathroom. And then yeah. they could say, "Oh man, yeah. I I can ask one of these flight attendants for help." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's but it's it's you know it's it's sad that we become so suspicious of, of everybody because I saw this. I saw a man who was, it, it wasn't, it, it's like he, he wasn't, now, you know, you never know, but it seemed like he wasn't old enough to be the child's grandfather, mm. and he was an older father, mm-hmm. and so he's traveling with this little, this little he, well, he's walking down the, um, the, the corridor with this little girl, and you can't help but have that flash come to mind, I'm, you know, I hope everything's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, what's their relationship? So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for doing the show. Um, I had a great no. time being with thank my family. You. It's it's. It's fun. It's exhausting. Um, it's it's far from a vacation, but it was uh, it was great to to be with him. And then I got back and uh, went out last night. And I yeah, what'd you do last yeah, night? Yeah, I didn't. Um, I have to show you. Uh, I have to show you a picture. I'm gonna send you a picture right now. You got dressed up. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, and I went out and I had. Um, I had fun, but I noticed that the French Quarter was not as packed as I expected it to be. Not as packed as I've seen it in the past. Yeah, I was down there for a little while around, I mean, not late. You know, I was down there between like 7 and 9. And what did you think? I mean, I saw a lot of people in costumes, which yeah. was encouraging, but, uh, you know, it certainly wasn't crowded. And I never made it to Frenchman Street, which, you know, usually, unless it's very cold, right. Frenchman Street is shoulder to shoulder, man. You can't hardly right, walk down the street. Oh, no, let me just send it you to you. You can just text it to me. Yeah, I forgot about that technology. Yeah, we, we have the texting now. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It's been about uh, uh, 15 years. Let's see. Yeah, and I'm still learning, okay? I'm still learning. Um, no, I had fun. I don't always uh, dress up, but I, I did I did a little something last night, and uh, and and uh, it was it was it was fun. It's kind of fun to go out and you know maybe be somebody a, l- a little different. 
Oh yeah. So yeah, it was it was cool. Um, Oz was packed. Uh, Bourbon Pub was was crowded. Sure. Uh, but but again, the the stuff was not at the street, and, and nothing was as crowded as I thought it was going to hey, be. Hey, wow! You look great. Wow. It's a little different. Very scary. Yeah, I would not have exp- I would not have guessed that this would be the wow, man, great teeth. Yeah, I know. They're nice. You have to take them out to eat, though. Oh, yeah. You can't eat with those fangs in there. <laughs> oh, man. The whole package. Yeah. The, the glasses and the jacket and the, and the teeth. Yeah. And the, yeah. Wow. If I saw you walking down the street, I'd cross the street. Well, people do that anyway, so yeah. even when I'm not in costume. Not fair. Anyway, um, so look, we're going to talk about this uh, this myth of uh, the, the, the candy uh, candy fear over the years about, you know, razor blades and apples and, and uh, poison and candy. And it's really amazing how that developed into such a big story and such a big fear when it was really based on a, on, on a myth. All right. You want to share some uh, text with us? Well, yeah. Somebody says uh, you, uh, you're impression of the cockpit announcement you sound like the speaker at mcdonald's <laughs> you're like, yeah number 46 come get your big mac uh somebody says hey ian needs to try high west which is also a western whiskey from utah good mm. stuff thank you next time i'm out utah way i'll look man they're doing some good stuff in the mountains yeah man um someone says hey scoot i took my kids trick-or-treating and encountered this sign on a door wtf well Brothers and sisters, we can't we can't see that. If you send us a text that has like a a picture yeah. attached to it or a video attached to it, we can't see that. So you should email that. Yeah, or just tell or, us what it says. Or you could just tell us what it says. Yeah, because we yeah. can't. Yeah, we can't see it. So yeah, we'll just all have to imagine what what was uh, on the sign. <laughs> the door. Well, you know, some people, uh, you know, some people are not going to be home, and some people don't want to be bothered. And and look, I mean, if the lights were out, it, it was always a rule. If the lights were out, you just don't even yeah, go up to the house. Yeah. You know. I'll leave you with this one. Uh, Steve is here, and he says, "Scoot, you should bring Ian a few of those fantastic Aura Gold peaches." What are Aura Gold peaches? I don't know, Steve. We don't know what Aura Gold peaches are. Okay, hang on a second. I'm, I googled it. The crisp taste of this heirloom freestone fruit, don't know what the hell freestone means, but it sounds fancy, continues to be the top choice of Southern Oregon locals mm. since founders Harry and David Holmes, blah, 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 blah. I guess it's a special peach uh, native to the Southern Oregon region. I guess so. And since I'm in Portland, I'm nowhere near Southern Oregon. Yeah, so that's, that's that, that explains my lack kind of exposure. kind of far apart. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think, yeah, Portland's not in Southern Oregon. You know, I don't know what they've done. I, I, I'd i like to, to try to find out what they've done. But the homeless problem in Portland was so horrific. Uh, and and I, I would say it's 70, 75% better now that's than it news. was. So uh, the way it was going, it was so bad that even the liberal government of Portland, Oregon, had to figure out uh, that just letting people, you know, sleep where they wanted to sleep or, you know, campers being parked everywhere. Doing drugs. Oh, they're doing drugs and they're drinking and, uh, anyway, hanging Carry laundry on. out. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like the problem is a lot better. So I'm glad um, to hear that. At, at, least there, at least it seems like there's some hope that, you know, Something can be done about the homeless problem because it is indeed a problem. If you want to join us with a comment on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon, the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Also, you know, I, I heard that while I was gone, there was, um, there was an announcement from the Catholic Church here in New Orleans about consolidating. That like some churches financially are not really carrying their weight and so it's like they're closing down churches. And so if you're in a certain parish, you might have to blend with another parish. 
and and I, I can understand why that would be um, unsettling for a lot of people because you know you you feel like that that church is is your church and and it's your parish and and you've always gone there and you're you're comfortable and even though they change priest sometimes it it still feels like it's your church but if some churches aren't making it then i would think that the archdiocese is doing the right thing by um combining some 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 churches so um you know it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, that plays out but you know r- remember uh, the church is not God. The, the church is not Jesus. The, the church is a, it's a building. And in some cases, you might have to get used to, um, to a new church. And, you know, I don't know, look for the positive things. Uh, maybe you'll meet somebody new or you'll make new friends or it'll be a positive experience for you. But, you know, if you have to go through that, uh, try not to, uh, to freak out too much. And I just it's really disheartening to hear the continuing news coming from the uh, Israel-Hamas war. And then in this country, uh, I've never seen this country uh, so divided over anything involving uh, Israel as I'm, I'm witnessing um, right now. So it's a really uh, a sad situation and just ugly stories and just the, the death of, of innocent people is just um, horrific. And it's, it's all a very ugly part of war. All right. When we come back, I want to start to share with you uh, something we've talked about on and off over the years, but the, the myth that there's poison in candy and razor blades and apples. Yeah, it, it was all based on a myth. And I'll, I'll explain when we come back. I'm Scoot on the air. This is WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Years ago, there were these stories out about tainted Halloween candy, about razor blades and apples, needles in in apples or or, or whatever, um, candy that was tainted with poison. And it, it became so prevalent that I remember back in the in the 80s being on the air and, and talking about a promotion at East Jefferson General Hospital where uh, you could go to the hospital and uh, the day after Halloween and they would allow you to x-ray your kids Halloween candy uh, free of charge. And I, I remember talking about this. Now, last year, 2022, there was a new villain on the scene and it uh, just happened to fit with the uh, spooky ambiance of Halloween. On August 30th, 2022, the Drug Enforcement Agency released a warning to parents about rainbow fentanyl, colorful pills carrying the deadly synthetic opioid that was blamed for countless fatal overdoses in America. But when NBC News pushed uh, for specifics from the DEA on rainbow fentanyl, 
the, the DEA said they have seen nothing that indicates that the pills will be related to Halloween or that drug traffickers are putting it in Halloween candy. Fact check services uh, Snoops uh, said that there's no evidence to support any parent's concern about rainbow fentanyl being in their children's Halloween candy. Now, look, I, I, I know if, if, you, if you get to the point where you, you have been led to believe something and you've believed it all along, it's, it's, it's hard to let that go. I, I get that. But on, on this show, you know, we just try to deal with what is, what is true and, and what, is, what is factual. It doesn't mean things haven't happened, but the fear that surrounded tainted Halloween candy is really based on, on a myth. In uh, 2017, 2018, there were warnings that led to a panic concerning Halloween candy because it was tainted with ecstasy. So you see there's a pattern of every year. You know, and the, look, the media helps out here. You know, the media loves to sensationalize a story, and if they'll, get, uh, if they'll get a hint of something, the media will run with it, and they'll present it like it's a, it's a, it's a fact and a, a, a something to, to fear. So 2017, 2018, ecstasy was believed to be in, in Halloween candy. Um, and these were stories that um, kind of relate to marijuana and LSD being in Halloween candy years before that. The truth is there is no credible evidence showing that on Halloween night, there are evil people among us who are trying to kill and poison through the distribution of candy. So how did these stories about the tainted Halloween candy originate? Well, in 1970, a five-year-old boy, Kevin Tolston, he fell into a coma on Halloween, and he died four days later. The family called police to report that Kevin had eaten Halloween candy laced with heroin. What the police and what the media didn't initially know was that the family had sprinkled heroin on the candy to make it appear as if the young boy had been poisoned by some evil person who was putting heroin in the candy. The truth was that the family was trying to cover up the death of the five-year-old boy. He'd gotten into his uncle's stash of real heroin, consumed it, causing him to fall into a coma and ultimately die. So... This was a, a, a fake story. It was, it was a myth. The families tried to cover up the fact that they allowed the kid to get into the, the uncle's heroin. So they sprinkled heroin on the candy and made it seem as if this had happened from somewhere else, happening from, from somebody else. So um, it was clear that the family was just trying to protect themselves from criminal charges. But that gets in the news and it's like, oh, my God, there's heroin in candy. We've, we've got we've to be careful. In 1974, there was a, a national wave of hysteria that was ignited when an eight-year-old boy, Timothy O'Brien, died Halloween night after eating pixie sticks that he'd gotten trick-or-treating. The child did die from cyanide in the pixie sticks, but that was not the work of an evil stranger out to kill children on Halloween. Ronald O'Brien, Timothy's father, put the cyanide in the pixie sticks, hoping to kill his son for the insurance money. Ronald O'Brien was uh, prosecuted, convicted of murdering his son in 1975, and he was executed in March of 1984. But the initial report that a child had died from eating pixie sticks laced with cyanide hit the media, and the media ran with it. It was tainted Halloween candy. But the father did it. A more modern incident um, happened in Ohio after a father said that his son went trick-or-treating in the neighborhood and started having a seizure. Police confirmed that the boy tested positive for meth after he had gone trick-or-treating. 
That led police to issue a warning to all parents that there was a, a problem out there. But the boy was exposed to, to, to meth. But was it tainted candy or just an accident? Apparently, it was just an accident. So again, you know, the media is responsible for this because, you know, around Halloween, the idea of tainted candy and, and razor blades and apples, I mean, that scares people. And, you know, around Halloween, we, we talk about the things that scare us. And so these are stories that, that, that run in the media. In the 70s and 80s, uh, medical centers, as I just talked about, they opened their doors for candy to be x-rayed. In 1982, the Halloween candy scare ramped up uh, in the wake of seven people dying from Tylenol that had been laced with potassium cyanide. Now, you might remember this story. Some deranged individual, deranged individual in Chicago opened packages of Tylenol, placed poison-laced pills back in the containers, and put them back on the store shelves. Seven unsuspecting consumers ingested the poison and died. Now, the secure packaging around over-the-counter drugs now that, that we see today, that's a result of that incident with the Tylenol in 1982. After that, these, these, these caps, <laughs> they're almost impossible for an adult to open, but that's when, that's when all of that started. But in the Tylenol case, no suspect was ever arrested or convicted for the crime. But the idea that a mad individual would purposely taint medicine sent chills throughout the country and lent credibility to stories that Halloween candy was tainted. And there are numerous, there are numerous stories like this. But the idea that evil people are out there um, targeting your children, look, there's some bad people out there, and they, they target kids. But the whole idea of Halloween candy being tainted really is, it's a myth, and the media's tendency to sensationalize stories about individuals trying to poison kids on Halloween seem to be like the perfect opportunity to create hysteria, which in turn creates an, an attentive audience, and that benefits the media. The truth about tainted Halloween candy, even last year with the new rainbow fentanyl, reminds us that the goal of the news media is to get your attention. And often that is achieved through sensationalizing stories and creating fear that in reality does not exist. Early philosophers warned, beware of the storytellers. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Ian, do we have some text? Here's a text that says, I formerly worked at the DEA. And last year, when this was announced, we, the agents, were upset about that statement because we knew that it was false. Truth be told, the DEA did that because the parents wanted to keep the candy for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's, I mean, it's, it's serious. And, and, you know, you work for the DEA and, and they, they issue a statement and you know it's not true. I mean, that's, that's got to be hard. Uh, here's a text that says, hey, Scoot, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but ecstasy has been in a bunch of my friends' Halloween candy for the last 30 years, every year for Halloween. <laughs> well, um, who put it there? I mean, that's the I think, I mean, I think they did that again. That's that's <laughs> the question. And, you know, the you know, the, the kid that was eating the um, the, the pixie sticks and, and I mean, like a father killing his son for the insurance money and used Halloween and used the concept of tainted candy when the father did it himself and. You know, they caught him, found guilty, and was executed. Here's a text that says, at least, the, uh, at least the Halloween fake news doesn't cost us a fortune. We were told in 1970 that we were heading into an ice age. Al Gore and others said that the world would be too hot for us to live on in 20 years, and that was about 25 years ago. 
Now they claim mad man-made global climate change. This fake news has cost us billions. We can't control the weather, much less the climate. Well, there are things that we can do. There are, there are things that we put into the atmosphere, we as, as people of this planet, that we put into the atmosphere that, that may be changing things. But I remember that scare back in the 70s. I remember a book that I read called The Cooling. I think that was the name of the book. Mm-hmm. And the theory in the 70s was that pollution, which was a bigger deal then than it is now, pollution was going to become so prevalent that it was going to start to block out the sun. And so vegetation would not be growing and the vegetation would die off and the polar caps were actually going to grow and, and, and expand. So just the opposite is true today. And, you know, I, I think what we're going through with our, our climate situation is, is, is somewhat cyclical, but it doesn't mean that we as humans shouldn't be cautious about what we put into the, into the air on this planet. The problem is we can be careful in this country, but if they're not careful in China and other countries, well, that's a problem. You know, it's interesting about the the global cooling from pollution. I read a, an article not that long ago that suggested that one thing that contributed to the extremely, ridiculously record-destroying hot summer that we had all over the world may have been in part impacted by the fact that we changed the kind of fuel that we use in freight shipping in boats Mm. and we have been cooling off the planet for the last half a century because of this specific type of pollutants that come out of those boats and now that we're no longer using that more sunlight is reaching the surface of the earth and helping to increase the warming that's interesting and look make no mistake about it there are extremists on the left that that want you to believe that that this is an entirely a human-made crisis and and to some degree, it is, but uh, I, I don't think there's any reason to believe that, that a lot of this might be climate, um, a climate cycle. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't um, work hard to, to make sure that our planet is as clean as possible. And the other thing is the, the idea of, of making our whole world clean. I mean, look, back in the 70s, it was called the ecology. You know, we got to take care of the ecology. That was the, the, the buzzword. That's what we called the, the environment back then. So there was concern for it um, back then. But, you know, I just I don't like when people politicize something that really is a serious problem. All right. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Uh, did you um, have trick-or-treaters in your neighborhood? We're, we're getting conflicting reports. Some people say the neighborhoods were packed. Somebody said more people than ever before. And others are saying they didn't really see very many people. All right, if you want to join us, the Open Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. We have an article on our website, www.com. It's about uh, work, and some businesses are still having a hard time finding people to work. Where are all the people that used to do all these jobs, and why, why are there so many businesses trying to find people to work? I'm Scoot on the Air, and we'll be back. On WWL. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hope you're having a great uh, Wednesday afternoon. Love this uh, cooler weather. I'm Scoot. Really uh, glad you're with us this afternoon. Let's go to Homa and Brian. You're on WWL. Good afternoon, Brian. Oh, uh, Byron, you're on WWL. Scoot, how are you, sir? I'm good. Sir, I'm giving a call. I'm in uh, management quality in the in the oil field, okay. project management, quality management. And, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing something coming from the hiring agencies that is is just horrible um what i what i'm what i'm seeing firsthand is the hiring agencies are taking work history off of cvs from more experienced upper management and and years of experience type personnel to pad the CV of the less experienced to sell to a client mm-hmm. and paying them a lesser wage. And that is absolutely a horrible process that's going on in our industry right now. Right, I, want, I want to get clear on this. So there's yeah. deception about the, the qualifications of somebody? Correct. And the work history. Okay. You know, if someone with lesser lesser experience doesn't have the necessary qualifications, it'll be taken from someone who has it from their CV to put with another CV because they rewrite the CV to sell okay. to another client. All right. So as, as somebody who's seeking work, I wouldn't know that that was happening. Exactly. You wouldn't. But that, that is something that's happening. Well, that sounds um, like fraud. It, it definitely is. Um, I have personnel working under me right now that doesn't have the qualifications nor the experience to perform the duties that are needed, but he will not be replaced. And um, well, Okay, now tell me why he wouldn't be. If you've discovered this, this reality, why would that person not be replaced? Well, the only... The only conceivable notion that I can come across is that he's related to someone in upper mm. management. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that uh, that happens. And I would think that in the oil industry or anything regarding the oil industry, if, if somebody is not really totally qualified, that could be a danger to everybody. And it certainly is. Do you have any information on just, you know, minimum wage workers, workers, people who are just um, starting level positions where, uh, you know, it seemed like there was a, a wealth of, uh, of, of sources before. And, and now it seems like uh, a lot of businesses are having a hard time finding those those uh, with those workers. I, I feel like in the industry that I'm in, um, you're not finding those guys are are workers sorry 
ladies and gentlemen both alike, there's so much um, available on the Internet to to make wages from such as TikToks and Reels and et cetera that, that people are focusing more on that. It's so much easier work. Well, and you can make a lot of money doing that, but it, it but the percentage of people who really make it big in that seems to be rather small compared to the the collective size of of the workforce. It could be true. Um, I, I just I guess I wonder. Yeah, you know, the, the it, pandemic it, it, the pandemic kind of shook everything up, and I I, I guess I'm wondering. Where are those people? I mean, is, is everybody driving Lyft and Uber now? Is everybody uh, doing a business o- online? Yeah, that, that's it's a good question. Sorry, I can't answer it. It's okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Byron, I appreciate the call. Thanks for, thanks for being with us. Let's go to Ian with a couple of your text messages. Here is a text that says kids used to walk their own neighborhoods back in the day. So kids were all over everywhere you went. But now everyone takes their kids to the neighborhoods that have huge parties like the Mm -hmm. Imperial Wood neighborhood or Newell's neighborhood. And this takes away the normal neighborhood trick or treaters. I I remember years ago, I I remember that there was... um you know, there was busing to certain neighborhoods, and, and there was a criticism of, of that, a lot of controversy with that. Uh, and and I, I guess it does take some kids from some neighborhoods where there's not a lot of trick-or-treating going on, and all of a sudden there's a high concentration of it because people are being, are being bussed in. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that if, if, there's a, if you know there's a good neighborhood and people are giving out good candy and you want to bring your, your child to that neighborhood, uh, do, do it. Uh, here's a text that says, oh, um, we learned a little bit more about those peaches, the Aura Gold peaches. Uh, those are only available from late July until early September, so maybe next year. Okay, maybe so. And again, that, if, that's a, if that's a Southern Oregon thing, I, I, I just don't, I don't get down to Southern Oregon. I'm sure that, that it is, but then I'm sure Portland, yeah. people in Portland, you know, at the farmer's markets and stuff, they say, oh, yeah. we got to get some of those Aura Gold peaches. So the very... The good people of Portland with their very discerning fruit tastes, you know, would want to get those in there. Uh, Here's a text that says, I wonder if anyone dressed up as a carjacker last night. I bet there's a bunch of teenagers who are too old to trick or treat who already got the entire outfit. Well, let's see. Jeans, uh, sweatpants and a a hoodie. That's that's the outfit, right? I guess that's probably it. Yeah. 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 Not like you have to go. It's going to be cold last night, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anyway, you know, interesting. Um, I saw some interesting costumes. Um, n- nothing that really stands out in, in my mind, but I, I saw some interesting things on, on Bourbon Street. I went to a couple of a uh, couple of different places. Oh, I, I listen. I spent much of the evening. My home base was Mambo's, which is a, a New Orleans restaurant on Bourbon Street. And I mean, man, the food was just was delicious. And that was like a home base where you could go and have bathroom and, and, and food and a bar, and then kind of walk down the street and go to different places. They have a rooftop bar there too. Rooftop don't they? bar, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got a fourth fourth floor rooftop bar. That's pretty unusual for Bourbon Street. Yeah, go check maybe that out. it's third or fourth. Yeah, it, it is. It's, I think it's it, fourth. Yeah, it's it's, it's up there. there. It's yeah. a, it's a higher balcony than you you know. Uh, I mean, even if somebody showed their you know, you'd need binoculars to see. <laughs> no, well, it's not that high, but it's you know nobody's going to throw stuff to you. Um, and, you, you, you know, you might have a hard time getting it down to them. But anyway, yeah, I, I want to thank everybody at, uh, at Mambo's because that was, um, that was a, a fun night. And then went to, uh, to Oz for a little while and uh, Bourbon Pub and Funky 544. And then just kind of, uh, kind of walked around a little bit. But uh, successful night and uh, had fun. No hangover. 
And as I mentioned earlier in the show, I, I don't remember the last time I had a hangover. And I've, I've just been really smart in my life recently because, you, you know, you, you do get to this point where the older you get, the longer it takes to get over a hangover. And I just, ha- I have no interest in that. I, I, first of all, I, I guess I have no interest in getting so drunk that I'm going to end up with a hangover the next day. So it was a nice, uh, a nice evening, a nice relaxed evening, uh, Halloween night on, on Bourbon Street. But yeah, it was fun. And I know if you went to Frenchman, I know there were a lot of people out there. Uh, even if the weather was a little cooler, still people in the street. I'm Scoot on the air and we'll be back on WWL. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture Calendar today, we wish a happy birthday to Anthony Kiedis, lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anthony Kiedis, 61 years old today. I mean, think about it. I mean, 61? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Damn. I mean, they were that they were that young band. They were that band that represented a young generation. He's 61 years old. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm older than that. And so it's, it's, you know, it's okay to, to mature. It's okay to get older because the, the alternative is, is, is death. So, man, if, if you hit 60, if you hit 61, 65, if you get older, uh, man, celebrate that. Celebrate it and feel good. And, you know, when you get a little older, it's kind of nice to know that, you know, nobody's going to put anything on your permanent record. I mean, unless you break the law and, you, you know, you've got some kind of a, a, a criminal record. But, you know, I mean, when you get older, life can be free. And I just, on, on my trip, my, my flights to Portland and back, I, I read and, and finished a book called Gutsy. And it's about um, leading a, um, uh, a, a bold, uh, courageous life and, and just some great, great stuff in, in, in the book. So, uh, yeah, man, just lead your life and, and follow the voice that you hear inside and, and have fun. And it shouldn't bother you to get to be 61. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.